Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we honor you this morning, and we bless you for your mercy, your kindness. We thank you for being so good to us. We thank you for giving us strength this morning. God, we thank you that we have awakened to another level of glory, and we thank you, Father, that we have awakened to your presence. We have awakened to this day in which you have made, and Father, we shall rejoice in it and be glad. We're grateful, Father, that you are for us, you're on our side. We're grateful that we're not alone. We're grateful that you are with us. We're grateful, Father, that you have kept us. We're grateful that you have surrounded us. We're grateful, Father, that you are pouring out your spirit upon your sons and daughters. And God, we are awakened here. We're sensitive to you moving in and through our lives, God. We just bless you, Father. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your glory. We thank you, Father, for the outpouring of your grace, oh God. We thank you for giving us strength. We thank you, God, for being our peace and our joy. We thank you, Father, hallelujah, for being omnipotent, God. We thank you for being Elohim. We thank you for being all-powerful, God. We thank you that you have a plan in place. We're grateful, Father, that you know our hearts, oh God. We're grateful, Father, that you're sharing your secrets with us, oh God. We're grateful that you are uh, bringing about revelation and that you're unlocking things in our lives. Father, we're grateful for the unlocking this morning. We're grateful for what you're getting ready to unlock as we have been studying, as we have been um, receiving words regarding the speed of now. We thank you for the demand of what you're doing now, for the, for the things in which you're doing now, for the things we can see and experience now in, in your moment, God. And so we thank you, Father, that we live in your moments. We thank you, Lord God, that we are led by the wisdom that you release in your moments. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are on our side. You are with us. You are for us, oh God. And we just thank you that, Father, your will is, is being made manifest and it's being done in and through us for your glory and honor. And so, Father, we surrender. We continue to surrender our lives, our dreams, our desires, our thoughts, our ideas, our um, everything. We continue to surrender them unto you that you may be glorified, oh God, and that you may have your way. Father, we bless you now. Hallelujah for the doors that you've opened and the ways that you've continued to make. We thank you for the increase in our understanding, even above all of that, the understanding of your truth, the understanding of revelation. We thank you, Lord God, that not only are you imparting knowledge, but you're unlocking understanding and you're giving us wisdom on how to execute in the name of Jesus. And we appreciate that even more than open doors. We appreciate that even more than, than um, just blessings that's poured out. We appreciate, God, understanding you, understanding your language, growing in understanding of your language and of your perspective and of your thoughts and your take around the things that we are facing. Oh, God, we appreciate that. We value that. We hold it in high regard, oh, God. And we say, Father, 
hallelujah keep pouring out understanding keep pouring out your spirit keep pouring out truth Keep pouring out revelation. Keep showing us what you want us to do and where you would have for us to be. And God, our hearts surrender and we say yes, Father, to everything that you are releasing in this hour and season. We say yes, Father, to everything that you are unlocking by way of your spirit. We say yes, God. Hallelujah. To however, uh, and to wherever you're leading us, God. Our, our proclamation is that, Father, we will follow father we will go father we say yes hallelujah without rebellion without restraint without resistance god we will go we will go lord jesus we will go so we give you that our hearts and our minds all over again on a daily basis we surrender it to you and father we thank you hallelujah that we're not moved by how what we feel but we're moved by your truth we're moved by what we know we're moved by what you are requiring out of us oh god and our answer to you will always be yes lord our answer to you will always be father here we are our answer will always be to you do as you would have us to do uh proclaim as you would have us to proclaim our answer would be father pour out your instruction oh god and we will have ears that will hear your voice and follow after you lord jesus hallelujah so we just thank you lord we thank you this morning we thank you this morning we thank you this morning we thank you for being with us we thank you father that we get to draw near we thank you that we can come boldly before your throne of grace we thank you father that we can enjoy our fellowship with you and we thank you father that as we draw closer you'll begin to teach us your way and your truth father we praise you hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We give you all glory and honor. We know it's due your name, God, and we, we just reverence you. We we holy, we, we honor you, God. We we cry holy, oh God, and we, we truly, God, reverence your name. We reverence you and all the things that you have done and all the things that you are doing in our lives. We hold it in high regard, oh God, and we just, we, we, we are uh, patient and we are uh, willing to learn, God, more, more, more. And so we ask that you would pour, pour out your spirit. Help us to grow in our fellowship with you individually and collectively. Let this body of people, this body of sons and daughters grow in their fellowship with you, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, let us begin to talk to you as if, God, uh, we were friends or like we are friends and like it is, like you have already proclaimed it. You said, I don't call you uh, slaves, but I call you friend. And so, Father, we thank you that we have access to that level of friendship with you, the level of friendship with you, God. We thank you that not only can we cast our cares, but you trust us with your truth and you pour out your spirit you pour out revelation to those that 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 value your heart and value the fellowship and relationship and communion and so father we're here collectively to proclaim that we value you we value you lord we value you not just your presence but your wisdom 
We value your word. We value your truth. We value, God, all the things that you begin to pour out. We value those things. We value you, Lord. We value you completely, completely, totally. We won't put ourselves even above you. We value you. We set you as priority of our lives and of our hearts this morning. Oh God, and not only just this morning, but for the rest of our days, God, we pour it out to you. We, 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 we value you. We set you as our, our priority. And Father, we look to you, God, knowing that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. And we just bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. There is none other like you, Lord. We appreciate you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Father. Hallelujah. There is none like you, Lord. Hallelujah. We, we exalt you, Father. Hallelujah, Father. Forgive us where we've delayed in our timing. And forgive us where we have not followed after your heart. Forgive us where we have not completely given our attention and our thoughts all over to you. Forgive us where we have not given our ideas to you, Lord. We never want to move in our own strength. We never want to move in, in our own wisdom. We never want to move in our own selves, but we want to follow after you. We want to move in you, and we want to live in you, and we want to have our being in you, Lord God. We never want to go alone. We never want to go on our own, Father. We never, 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 Father. And so we pray Lord God, that, that you would help us to learn what it's like to, to live in you completely. Help us to learn what it's like to live in your wisdom, to live in your grace, to live in your truth, to live in revelation. Help us to know what it's like to live in realms of glory that never lifts. Hallelujah. But that we keep going from glory to glory. We thank you, Father, that we don't even live off of an old glory, off of an old covenant glory. But I thank you, Father, that because of your son, Jesus, we have access to go from one level of glory to the next. And I thank you that that glory does not fade, but it perpetuates. That glory continues. That glory increases. That glory continues, Father, to just shine brightly. And so, Father, we thank you that, that glory never lifts off of us. Glory never fades. But we keep going from one level of glory to the next. Oh, God, help us to grow in our understanding concerning that help us uh, not to agree with a faded old time old covenant glory but help us to embrace what you're releasing over us this day and this hour and we thank you that we go from glory to glory from faith to faith so even when it appears as if there is not a glory resting we will recognize that you have called us into a new place of glory a new place of understanding, a new place of your wisdom, a new place of your strength and truth, a new place of your grace and mercy, a new place of you, God. Hallelujah. And we will respond well in those places. We will respond well in those spaces. And Father, our hearts will proclaim, yes, Lord, to you, Lord. We'll continue to grow. We'll continue to grow and we won't back away and we won't hide. We won't put a veil over our faces. We won't subject ourselves to a faded glory but we'll keep going we'll keep going we'll keep going in you the so father we bless you lord and we say thank you 
Oh God, we appreciate the fact that glory never lifts off on us. We, we thank you that glory never lifts up, that it always perpetuates. We thank you that glory continues to resound in our lives and on our hearts and all around us, oh God. And we thank you, Father, that, that your glory will remain as long as you're welcome and as long as you're hosted well. And so, Father, it is our ultimate endeavor to host you well. God, we ask that you would reveal whatever is in us that will not allow us to host you well. Whatever is in us uh, that will that will uh, make you uh, any type of uncomfortable or quenched in any way or feel resisted in any way, Father, remove those things from us. And Lord, we ask this morning that you would begin to just show us, God, how to host you well in our lives, in our minds, in our hearts, in our dealings, in our doings, in our interactions. In the name of Jesus, we want to host you well. We don't ever want you to feel quenched in any way, God. We want you to just do what you do, Father, in and through us. And we surrender to whatever that is, Lord. And we say thank you, Father, for trusting us. Thank you for wanting to use us and wanting to be close. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for that, God. Because even when we make mistakes, your, your plan is still in place. Hallelujah. We thank you that sin does not cancel out your plans. Hallelujah. Mistakes does not cancel out your plans. Your plan is still in motion. And you knew you were already privy to this insight. And so, Father, we thank you because you know, because you already know, we can continue to go from glory to glory. We can continue to grow in you and we, we won't have to worry about being rejected and we don't have to worry about being left abandoned and we don't have to worry about God, you doing it. But Father, help us to quickly repent in those times that you may fully uh, be God in our lives completely in every area and in all ways. And we just love you. And we appreciate you, Lord, and we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for Holy Spirit. We thank you. We thank you for your comforter. We thank you for the gift that you've given us where we get to have God dwelling among us, dwelling with us, dwelling in us, totally and completely oh the fullness of god dwelling in us totally and completely father we thank you for your fullness dwelling on the inside of us totally and completely and we won't we won't resist holy spirit for he is the fullness of god we won't reject your Holy Spirit for you Holy Spirit are the fullness of God inside of us yes God we thank you for your fullness living, thriving uh, abiding on the inside of us we thank you for your fullness. I thank you that we never have to look outside for another part of who you are. We thank you that your fullness dwells within. Your fullness dwells within. Your fullness dwells within. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What are men? What are we that you are so mindful of us that your fullness gets to dwell on the inside of us, oh God? Who are we, Lord Jesus? Who are we that you are so mindful, that you love us so much, that you would pour out and deposit the fullness of who you are? Who are we, Lord God? Who are we? And we're just grateful, Lord. We're so grateful. We're so grateful. We're so grateful. Oh, we, we can never repay. We could never we could never stop for a moment and, and neglect that part. We can never re neglect that your fullness is already within us. Your fullness is already within us. We can never neglect that. So Father, we just thank you. We thank you for what we're coming into the understanding of. And God help us to, to, to host you and host you well, host your fullness well. I thank you, Lord, for it. I thank you, Lord, for it. I thank you for bringing us into that place of understanding and revelation. And Father, we give you all praise and glory. All praise and all glory, all honor. We give it to you that you may be glorified, that you may be glorified. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give it to you that you may be glorified in our hearts and in our lives. In the name of your son, Jesus, we appreciate you. We honor you, Father, and we say thank you for it. In Jesus' holy and righteous name, holy and righteous name, we thank you. Would anybody like to add to the prayer? If so, you may do so at this time, but if not, um, we will just continue to move forward. We'll give a few moments. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we just thank you this morning, God. We come to you, God, with, with thankful hearts, oh God, even though we may be weary in our bodies, oh God. We, we take the time, oh God, and we make the time to just thank you, God. I thank you, Father, because you are a sustaining God. Through strong winds and waves, God, you are a sustaining God. Through arrows and darts that have been aimed at us, God, you've sustained us. You are a sustaining God. And through confusion and misunderstandings, God, you sustained us. You're a sustaining God. And through chastisement and correction, God, you, you are just a sustaining God. You're so loving, God, and so kind. But you sustained us, God, and we thank you. You've protected us, God, and we thank you. You've kept us, God, and we thank you. You love on us continually, God, and we thank you, God. You've been an anchor for our souls, Lord, and we thank you. You've been our rock and our salvation and our cornerstone, God, so we say thank you. You've graced us, God, with your beauty and your peace and your love and your kindness, God, so we just say thank you, Lord. 
thank you for being a sustaining God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, for our diet, this, this spiritual nutrition, God, that you provide for us from week to week, God. You are so good to us, God. You are so good, and you just continue to sustain us, God. We thank you, God, for your servants, oh God, apostles Jelani and apostle and psalmist Rain, God. We thank you for your servants, God. Continue to watch over them, Lord God. Bless them, Lord God. Continue to sustain them. I thank you, Lord God, for Wendell and Asia, Lord God, your servants, God. Thank you for sustaining them. I thank you for joy, God. Thank you for keeping her, God, for sustaining her. I thank you for the God bolts, oh God. I thank you, Lord God, for your healing touch on them, oh God, and for sustaining them and for keeping them. I thank you for Pastor Chris, God. I thank you for the wealth of wisdom that's planted inside of him. Thank you, Lord God, for sustaining him. I thank you for Arianne, Lord God. I thank you for keeping her and for Tamia, God. I thank you for keeping her and for sustaining her, oh God. I thank you, God, for your revelation, Lord God, from week to week, oh God. Thank you for just watching over us, for protecting us, oh God, for shielding us, oh God. I honor you this morning, oh God, as our Father, as our Heavenly Father, God, and as our King, for you are truly worthy and worthy and greatly to be praised, God. We thank you, God, for your goodness, because you are good. You are a good God. And you are not just a good God, but you are a good, good father. And you are a good, good friend. And we are honored, oh God. We are honored to call you friend and father. We love you this morning, oh God. We honor you. We thank you. We thank you for continually to just pour into us, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your grace is sufficient for us, oh God. And we love you for it. We honor you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Is there anybody else? Hallelujah. So, Father, we, we thank you for what has been already lifted up through prayer. We thank you for what you unlock even in prayer all the time. We thank you for what we're getting ready to receive through your word. And we just thank you for this community of believers, this community of sons and daughters that love you. And so, Father, we ask that you would meet us and that you would pour out your spirit, that you would speak, that you would teach us your way that we may hear and know your truth and we may live by it, live in it, walk in it, not reject it, but abide in you and abide in what you're unlocking for us in this time and season of our lives. We bless you, we appreciate you for it, and we say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for what's getting ready to come. We thank you for fresh manna, fresh rhema. We thank you for revelation regarding 
what you're getting ready to even unlock in us regarding the speed of now. And we thank you that that what you are instructing, we walk in it now. We walk in it now without hesitation. We walk in it now without delay. Father, we ask that you would just pour out your spirit, pour out your word. Our hearts are open to receive it. Our ears are open to hear. God, and, and whatever it is, you can plant it in us. You can you can de- make deposits in on the inside of us. You can impart into us that will and give us language for what we're getting ready to uh, do now. And so we thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word for everything that ever was was created through your word. And we thank you that nothing was created separate from your word. We value your word. We nur- we are nourished by your word. We cherish your word. We in advance receive your word. Our hearts are open for it, God. Be glorified in and through this time of us not only listening, but receiving and preparing our hearts to execute, preparing our minds and our beings for execution. We appreciate you, God. We thank you for sharing with us your heart. And God, help us not to ignore it, but to hear you. Help us not to misinterpret it, but to hear you and walk in truth. And we just thank you for for what we're getting ready to come into the knowledge of. We appreciate you for pouring out revelation. Be glorified in this time, Father, in Jesus' name. Good morning again to everybody. We speak peace upon your life now in the name of Jesus. Uh, we thank you for uh, this sanctuary that the Lord has provided for us to commune with him and to partake of uh, of his spirit and his DNA. And as he reveals more of himself to us, um, let us make sure that we cherish those intimate moments uh, as we dive deeper into who he is not for our um, convenience and not for uh, selfish gain but to uh, lift up the name of the Lord and to do the will of the Father Um, the the Lord truly is, is, is in here uh, I, I feel him in the room, <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I pray that you you just feel the embrace of the Father now. Uh, in this moment, I pray that you that your your cells be rejuvenated and, and re-energized just by the presence of the Lord, uh, for He's always with us. And so we thank you that even in this moment, we just thank you for the sensitivity to to recognize his presence. And so uh, I even thank you for the headache lifting. I thank you for the body aches uh, being restored now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. All right. Um, today we will engage with a very, very 
very common uh, scripture uh, text. And um, most of us know it. And uh, what I think the Lord is, is chunking something different for where we are. Uh, I know I know. last week was kind of a ramble and a rant, uh, but Holy Spirit was truly talking and moving. And um, now he's really, you know, kind of prepared to give us a little more definition of where we are as a ministry, as an organism moving and breathing. And um, in regards to our responsibilities um, within the earth, and uh, our passage of scripture today is kind of lengthy, uh, but it's definitely familiar. And we'll be coming out of these two books today, John the fourth chapter, um, one through twenty-six. And then our um, secondary uh, verse of text, verses of text will be Genesis, the 26th chapter, 12 through 25. Um, the Lord told me to label this a part one, because I don't know how much we'll be able to talk through today. Uh, and we'll just uh, <laughs> go as Holy Spirit leads, okay? <laughs> So yeah, everybody knows this is a familiar passage of scripture. We're dealing with Jesus and the Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman. And um, can I get somebody to volunteer to read uh, the first? The first, uh, the first three. Uh, Verses in John 4. You said the first three verses of John 4? Yeah, can you, can you read the first six? The first six verses in John 4. Okay. Yeah. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which called um, Sychar, near to the parcel of the ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being weary with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. Right, can I get somebody to read seven through seven through fourteen? Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, "Please give me a drink." He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? 
Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoy? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Can I get somebody to read 15 through... Uh, 15 through 19. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Go ahead, I mean, go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband, for you have five husbands, and you aren't married to the man you're living with now. Ooh, you certainly spoke the truth. <laughs> Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet, so tell me why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount uh, Jer Jerusalem where our ancestors worship? Oh, sorry. sorry, I read up to 20. My bad. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish it out, Lee. <laughs> um... Jesus replied, believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father or the mountains or this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation comes through the Jews. Jews. But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshiper, worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship Him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When He comes, He will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Just then His disciples came back. They were shocked to find Him talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask, what do you want with her or why are you talking to her the woman left the woman loved her <laughs> oh sorry i got carried away i know the word got good to you right i know, <laughs> I know. The time has come when you won't worship the Father on a mountain nor in Jerusalem, but in your heart. Your people don't really know the one they worship. We Jews worship out of our experience, for it's from the Jews that salvation is made available. From here on, 
worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but with the right heart. For God is a spirit, and he longs to have sincere worshipers who worship and adore him in the realm of the spirit and in truth. The woman said, this is all so confusing, but I do know that the anointed one is coming, the true Messiah, and when he comes, he will tell us everything we need to know. And Jesus said to her, you don't have to wait any longer. The anointed one is here speaking with you. I am the one you're looking for. Hallelujah. Lord, there's so much meat like in this in this passage. And oftentimes when this passage is, is uh, it has been taught uh, in times past, they, they usually focus on uh, Samaria being a, and uh, uh, number one, an un uncommon place for a Jew to dwell. Um, they often they often speak of it as being like a bad place, an overlooked place, right? Um, they don't. They sometimes they really get into the significance of um, Jacob's well. What they don't they they really stretch it from the surface, and then oftentimes this is mainly preached from the perspective of the woman um, not being in right relationship. Um, they, they, they teach from the woman kind of being an outcast and um, you did it. Uh, Wendell, are you able to get in? I did, yeah. Um, it teaches from the woman being an, an outcast. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Hold on one second, everybody. Um. So oftentimes it's, it's, it's preached from uh, the the well perspective that you drink from this well that never runs dry and you'll never thirst again. And we're going to get to that. But the Lord had highlighted uh, specifically today. Um. There we go. Lord had highlighted specifically today the uh, the importance of the journey, the importance of Jesus' journey um, that kind of often gets thrown to the side, right? And um, there are some some intricate things that happen um, on his journey that allows us to uh, it becomes relevant to us. Um, and it answers questions for us. And when I say answers questions for us, it answers, answers questions from the point of, why do I have to go through a hard place? Why do I have to go to a place that won't necessarily receive me? Or in my mind, it's a forbidden place, or we don't deal with them. Or, you know, from, from, a, uh, from a place of segregation or from a place of prejudice, uh, we don't, you know, we don't facilitate a function um, with these particular type of individuals that are not common to us. And so uh, in the first verse, in the first seven uh, verses we deal with, when Jesus realized, we'll just break it down verse by verse. When Jesus realized the Pharisees were aware that he was gaining 
and baptizing more disciples than John, although it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. He left Judea and returned to Galilee. Now, on the surface, it's real simple. A, when, the, when, when Jesus got wind of, or he realized that the Pharisees, I ain't gonna say got wind of, but he's the divine side of Jesus, knew that it was time to shift because the Pharisees uh, were in pursuit of him uh, to, to kind of blow up his spot. He, uh, he, he knew it was time to shift and transition. He was gaining he was gaining and baptizing more disciples. <laughs> Get this. He was gaining and, dis and baptizing more disciples than John. So there was a new wave getting ready to happen that, that Jesus was ushering in, right? So he called the Pharisees' attention. And it says, although it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So this shows that Jesus set up a pattern of, uh, of gaining momentum in his ministry by setting up a template. Mm -hmm. He set a momentum for ministry or he set up a, a, a pattern for ministry that he, ne he necessarily did not have to be the center of it. He didn't do any of the bad. He didn't do any other baptizing, but it was because he had taught those that were closely with him what it was like and what what he they were supposed to do. That it was like all right, the the fame of what was getting ready, to, the fame of what was happening, was getting to those religious systems, right? Based off a template and a pattern that Jesus had already said. They already knew the former of John and what was going on. Now, keep in mind that the verses prior, the, in John the third chapter, this is where Jesus testifies of John and what he was called to do. And then in John the second chapter, this is where um, John gets to actually baptize Jesus Christ. And so this is right after, the, this is right on the heels or the, the, the next day or the next week of this momentous occasion happening between transition of the messenger to the Messiah, right? And so um, he set the pattern for, for, baptiz for baptizing that his disciples were carrying out. He trusted his disciples immediately <laughs> to do the work of conversion. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. He trusted his disciples immediately to go and do the work of conversion. What does that say? When Jesus chose them, he put them to work immediately. He showed them a simple task. He gave them the pattern, and, he, and they executed it. And they executed it to such a way that that people began to take notice. <laughs> he didn't put them through a degree program. <laughs> okay, I'm going I'm to I'm shift. I'm going to move. We gonna <laughs> he, didn't, he ain't put nobody on the trial sermon. <laughs> he didn't license nobody. He's just, this is what I need you to do. And so the biggest part 
of of that was the conversion part and welcoming, whereas churches now, the biggest celebration is just putting them in the water, whereas their first ministry assignment was to baptize. <laughs> All right, let me, let me let that sit for a minute. So then verse three is very, 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 very significant. Why is this very significant? Verse 3 says, he's left Judea and returned to Galilee, right? So Galilee, the meaning of Judea, I'm sorry, the meaning of Judea means a place of high praise, a place of praise. And he says, return to a place of Galilee, meaning Galilee, meaning the ground floor of a mountain or a tower right, a porch or vestibule, or to roll or encircle. And it also means the country of the Gentiles. I'll say that again. Galilee means the ground floor of a tower or a mountain, a porch or vestibule. It also means to roll or encircle. And it also means the country or the entranceway to the country of the Gentiles. So, Jesus realized the Pharisees were aware he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although it was not him who was baptizing his disciples, he left, I'm going to insert this definition, he left Judea, a place of high praise, <laughs> to return to the ground floor. He left a place of, of popularity, a place of public praise to return. Now the journey is to get back to Galilee. The ground floor, the entryway to a tower or a high place or a mountain or to, to get back to the gate of of the people that I'm actually called to besides the Jews. So, or the opposite, to, to lowly, to, to bring yourself low. He left a high place to go to a humbling place, right? And that's just to simplify. That is, I mean, it's just one scripture to say he left, and it's, it's a scripture that has, that's the only thing that's in that line. He left Judea and returned to Galilee. He left a high place to return to a low place. <laughs> now, on that way, oh my God, it's, it's, it, this makes it so significant because it has its own statement. He left, a, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. Therefore, says, now he had to pass through Samaria, period. That's his own verse. Now, we know that the, the word is precept upon precept. So it has such a significance, but oftentimes it's just, it's, it's read over is just a place of geology. And we know that the Lord gives names, uh, uh, meanings to names uh, for what they represent. And so uh, I'm going to come back to Samaria meaning. But so he, uh, the significance of the details is so verse five, he says, so he came to a town of Samaria called Sakar near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Now, 
<laughs> Some uh, let's let's go with this place called Sakar. Sakar means a place of falsehood to an end, a place of falsehood or a place of an end. So Jesus <clears throat> went from a place of high praise. His journey was get to a humbling place. But on his way, he had to stop by a place of falsehood. Now, why is this place of falsehood so significant? Well, because it's located in the town of Samaria. It's, it's a part of this town called Samaria. So we always look at, we always look at Samaria as a bad place. We always turn our nose down at Samaria. We always, we, we, we talk about the good Samaritan and how people were shocked that any good thing could come out of Samaria. And um, for years, um, Samaria has been deemed this bad place, even when it comes to scripture. But when I looked up to Samaria and the meaning of it, it means protected of God. Protected by God. It means a place protected by God. So in, in the midst of Jesus returning <laughs> to a humbling place, he had to, a, he had to stop by a place of falsehood that was protected by God. So his ministry now becomes full circle to get to Galilee. <laughs> now, <laughs> here he encounters this woman by the well in Samaria, and he stops off, even before he encounters this woman by the well, he, uh, he stops off by not just any well, but it's Jacob's well, right? And it says... So he came to the town of Samaria, across the car, the, the false place or, or uh, a falsehood near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Now, it's very interesting that we look at Jacob and the what is Jacob known for? Being a deceiver. Jacob is known for uh, being a trickster. Jacob is known for creating his own way. He is, he, hold on, I see. He's created for um, trying to trick the system. That's what he's known for. And he also had to uh, significantly uh, pay for. So his labor was double for his trickery. I want y'all to see what's getting ready to happen. So since Jacob's well was there, Jesus, weary from his journey, sat down by the well, and it was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, give me a drink. His disciples said, go on into the town to buy food. You are a Jew, said the woman. How can you ask for me, ask for a drink for me, from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews do not associate, uh, Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered, if you knew the gift of God and who was asking for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. So the woman replied, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where, where then will you get this living water? Mm. 
key verse right here. Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock? So you saying our father Jacob, and you're accepting his trickery, you're accepting his deception, and you're honoring that, right? But when you do the history of it, let's go to Genesis, the 26th chapter. And I'll start at the 12th verse. Now, Isaac sowed seed in the land. And that, and that very year, he reaped a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And he became richer and richer until he was exceedingly wealthy. He owned so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. So the Philistines took dirt and stopped up all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the days of his father Abraham. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, depart from us, for you are much too powerful for us. So Isaac left the place and encamped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. Isaac re... re huh. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the days of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died. And he gave these wells the same names he gave, the uh, same names his father had given him. Then Isaac's servants dug in the well, dug in the valley, and found a well of fresh water there. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen and said, the water is ours. So he named the well Isaac because they contended with him. Then they dug another well and quarreled over that one as well, or also. So he named it Sinai. He moved on from there and dug another well, and there did, and they did not quarrel over it. He named it Rehoboth and said, At last the Lord has made room for us and we will be fruitful in the land. Now, I'm going to read through 25. From there, Isaac went up to Bathsheba, and that night the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. So Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. And he pitched his tent there. The servants also dug a well there. Now what's interesting is the people of Samaria identified with the deceitfulness of Jacob versus the, uh, uh, the righteousness of Isaac. The people of Samaria identified with the deceit. They, they identified with the curse that Jacob had put upon them, but it was still protected. 
He dealt with the falsities. He, it, they, they were so, they magnified, they were so sin conscious that that became <laughs> the name of the place. It was falsehood, the name of deception, the trickster. And so the very region of that place became the land of our father, Jacob. And we've embraced that versus the land of our father, Abraham. Then he asked, uh, this asked him in the scripture, are you greater than, than, than our father, Jacob, who was the trickster, right? And it's in the, the significant names about the wills that were already prior done too, is that he came with the name, uh, the first will that was dug with Isaac and with Abraham, uh, they had contention over it. When, um, and it was called uh, Isaac, which means there was a rivalry and a competition. So he named it Isaac. And then the second well was Sitna, mean, meaning there was hostility or an act of war, right? And then the third well was called Rehoboth, uh, meaning the Lord has made room for us or open spaces, right? So these wells are significant. And I just, I just want to pause for a minute and just ask you, what well are you drinking from? What well have, have we been drinking from? Um, have we been drinking from a well that has caused contention? And I know even us as a group, um, this is a new place for us. This is a foreign place for us. And it's in, 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 uh, in this new era and what Jesus is ushering in for us, sometimes it's hard for us to drink this fresh and living water because it, it comes with a freeness that it can seem like, oh my God, this is impossible, right? I'm, I'm always used to a fight. I'm always used to contention. I'm always used to a competition. And what is happening is when Jesus meets this woman by the well, he has to do this because it eradicates everything um, that Jacob had stood for at that particular moment in time. So it becomes full circle. So it's not Jesus hits the earth to become this place of popularity and draw people based off his miracle signs and wonders and call people based off the significance of his name. Right, because that wouldn't be why people would be drawn to him. He's drawn people are drawn to him for the significance of his love, for God, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Right, so it was the initiation of love that caused Jesus to even accept the mandate to come to earth to fulfill the will of the Father. Right, so it was love that kept him on the cross. It was love that allowed him to give up the ghost, but it was also love. Um, that allowed him to to raise with all power in his hands, right? And so this one passage, even though it's, a, uh, we, we talk about it from a woman being in wrong standing, even with her relationships, and I'll just kind of skip to it, is that um, the, the significant part about her asking about the husbands, right? Where's your husband? is simply God or Jesus asking, where is your place of provision? Right? And so she was, uh, he, he said, go get your place of provision. And so she was like, no, I can't do that because I ain't married. And so you have settled for a false place of provision. 
And not only have you doing it now, but you have done it five times to feel fulfilled. Oh, Lord. So the significance of the well is if, if you drink from me and I'll, you know what I'm saying? She perceived him as a prophet. She said, you know, all these things. He said, but I'll give you, um, uh, I'll give you a drink and you'll never thirst again. Right. So again, like the title the Lord gave me today for this particular message is, um, um, leaving the place of emptiness now. Leaving the place of emptiness now. So God had to, Jesus shows the pattern of how we get people to actually um, come from a place of falsehood to the place of truth and light, right? Um, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing and, and I'm shifting because I don't want to bore you guys to death with just the, the genealogy of the wells and things of that nature. But it's significant because when Jesus shows up to the well and, and wells we know as cisterns, right? He now declares that in this place that has been a cistern for many years, I'm going to make it become a river for you. So I know Refresh has a song and, and, and these things that I uh, sung is from cisterns to rivers, meaning that there now will be an action. Oh, we're talking about faith last week, talking about kinetic energy. We talk about uh, static energy, whereas now your faith or the, the streams will begin to move. There will be kinetic activity that's getting ready to happen from this place of falsehood but now they has been invaded and infiltrated by the light. Okay. Um, any questions? Any comments? Everybody's sleeping. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Hmm. I have a question. Mm -hmm. So Jacob dug all these wells. Jacob did dig the wells. He I'm inherited sorry. the wells. Isaac. Yeah. Isaac. Isaac um dug up all these wells. Um So Jacob's well was I'm I'm just a little confused. Um so Dex 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 and I are trying to connect the dots here. Okay. Um I'm missing the connection between Jacob's well, Jacob's well and Isaac's wells. 
So Jacob's well is inherited from Isaac. Okay. So Jacob's well was inherited by Isaac, but... No, no, no. From Isaac. From Isaac. But Isaac's wells were all like filled up, weren't they? Except for Rehoboth. So is that the well that Jesus and the Samaritan woman met at, is that the Rehoboth well? Right. Okay. That's the Rehoboth well. So it's the, the woman made a comparison to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, are you greater than our father Jacob? Right? Mm -hmm. Who dug these wells? But you said she didn't mention Isaac at all. She didn't mention Isaac who mm -hmm. dug the wells. She didn't mention Abraham's blessing. Mm -hmm. But the whole reason, she knew it from the standpoint of Jacob, who was the trickster. So the place of uh, Sakar is called falsehood. Okay. So Jacob was the schemer. So it, it was, I, their region was so engulfed in the sin conscious of Jacob that they took on the identity of falsehood. Okay. So in order for her to even mention Jacob's well, it's like, but Jacob never dug the well. It's Isaac's well that Jacob inherited. And he really did. It should have been Esau's well if that was the case. Right. Okay. I get it. Well, it's just like, it's just like all the time the Lord is like, I'm calling you into something different and he's right there in front of your face. But you'll always go back to that that thing or that mistake whatever it says constantly in it and you will connect that and then we will oftentimes come back what god is giving us now for the sake of staying connected to what was what was or a mistake or a sin and so it's indicative of the fact that is it's ironic how during this conversation that they're talking about worship it gets back to or exposes the the um the the sin conscious of a people that, that took it on that didn't realize they was in a place of, of protection, protection by God, God from the beginning. So they mm. will they will agree with falsehood. They will agree with and, and we do this all the time. Like so the Lord says, I'm gonna call you into this and I'm giving you this and you're like, well no I can't do it. Well why can't you do it? Well I don't know. I wasn't raised like that or I don't know. You know you're mm -hmm. all connecting right. back to why you can't do the very thing God is calling you to do when you're standing before the Lord who's, who's able to do everything, anything that we want, and then not recognizing that even in the midst of you walking under a false identity, walking under a false uh, just, just, just ruleship by way of your city governance, by way of your city, you're still being protected. You're mm. still experiencing the mercy and the grace of the Lord. And that that really is the, the the core matter really of those that worship 
in spirit and in truth. Got it. And you were never created. We, you were never created to be a well. We were all created to be a river. And so it's also symboli symbolic of um, Adam and Eve and Jesus coming in to reverse the curse, right? So the well stops at a point. A well will run dry eventually. <laughs> so when Jesus comes to this point of Rehoboth, I'm opening space for you. Hold up, I see. <laughs> I'm opening space for you, meaning I'm coming to correct something that that has that has been allowed to deceive my people because now in, in in the significance of the journey now keep in mind he just he's leaving the jews he's leaving judea he's leaving a place of high praise in order to get back to galilee which is the city of the gentiles right which is the place of the gentiles so in between, he has to stop and make this correction because now it's not a cistern that will provide water, but a, a river of fresh living water that will provide everything that you need. And so she says significantly in here, she says, give me this water so I'll never thirst again. And so that means I'm leaving the place of emptiness now because I have come in contact with truth. I've come in contact with the one who, you know what I'm saying, who I've been waiting for. And so why is that so significant? That when we have these encounters with Jesus Christ, we have these encounters with Holy Spirit, when we worship, and we worship in spirit and in truth, we should never, ever leave feeling empty. There should never be a time where it's like, oh, I need a refill. Well, well, the scripture says he'll, you'll drink from a well that never runs dry. So if you leave empty, you leave empty based off a of choice. See, he even went to attack the religious system that was in place. She said, she said, for we worship who you worship? Uh, yeah, it says, uh, verse 19, John 4, 19. Sir, the woman said, I see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain. But you Jews say that the place where one must worship is in Jerusalem. And then Jesus said, now, this gives this gives a whole new fresh context and perspective of this verse that we, we've spewed out for many years. Those that worship must worship in spirit and in truth, right? He says, believe me, woman, Jesus replied, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know. For salvation is from the Jews. But a time is coming and has now, well, oh, 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 we can't bypass that word. Because what does that now word mean? What does now mean? 
What does now mean? Now means now. <laughs> it's at hand. It's right now. It's at hand. It's appropriate time right now, right? So, but a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such as these to worship him. So the, he didn't say the time has now come for us to go to the temple and worship. There will be a time that we have to go to, to, a, to the mountain and worship. He said, no, the time is now. The time will and has come now. Hmm. We, we talked about this last night, uh, just the significance of why the church doors close <laughs> to a degree and people are running back to try to get to a system of feeling relevant now in a place. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We talked about that very heavy. Any other questions? You might want to add anything. You might have a comment. Anybody need any clarity? All right, did it make sense? Yes, thank you, sir. Yes, it did. Right, Father God, we thank you for this word that was shared. Uh, we pray that it be nourishing to our souls and spirits. Um, we thank you for your living water. We thank you for your fresh water right now, Father God. We thank you that it's there in abundance. It's there uh, for the nourishing of our souls and the restoring of our souls. Let us not get, get weary in well-doing. Uh, we thank you, oh Father God, that you had an ultimate plan from the beginning, even with the insignificant, or what we feel is insignificant details, oh God, there's purpose in even the smallest details according to your word. There's meaning and, and reverence, and um, there are underlying facts even in the smallest details of your word. And so we thank you for illuminating uh, just the method in which uh, you've allowed Jesus to share with us about getting back to a place a full circle just when it comes to you of uh, including those that were lost and
woman from a high place to a lowly place in you, oh Father God. We thank you, oh Father God, that in the midst, in between, and all around, we're still protected by God. Even when it seems like a situation may not be the greatest, we are still protected by you. We are engulfed in, with you and surrounded by you. And right now, God, we pray that every falsehood, every false identity be shaved away, be scaled, be rolled back right now in the name of Jesus. Every false area of burden, every false um, area of uh, entitlement, every false burden of uh, worship, oh, Father God, we pray that it be released now. Every false burden of generational curses be released now in the name of Jesus. But we will be and we will uphold the righteousness and the goodness of what you've called us to do, oh God. We will uphold that in the name of Jesus, oh God. And let us live in what you called us to live. And let us breathe in what you called us to breathe. And let us uh, admonish what you've called us to admonish in this time, oh Father God. We give you glory. We give you honor for it right now. In Jesus' name. Amen.